Look at my butt. Show number 185 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek. Good evening, butt fans. <gasps> butt fans, we're back. We're back. And as some of you know, sad news, we did not make it to the con in uh, San Francisco. But it wasn't our fault. No, of course not. This is what happened. Um, previously, when attending cons, we have gotten press passes because we're press and we're <laughs> allowed to have those things. And normally it's not been a problem at, you know, the many events that we've gone to before. So we were chatting with the, the very nice woman who arranges the press passes. And what happened was as it got closer to the actual con weekend, the con sold out. They sold every single ticket that they had, which meant that they couldn't give out press passes because they could not stuff one more person in there. They have limits because of the fire marshal rules and all the rest of that stuff. So they weren't giving out press passes to anyone, mm -hmm. which meant we weren't getting them. And so we were scrambling to find some tickets from anybody who might sell them. And there were basically no tickets to be had. And it got closer and closer, and we decided that since Kitty would have to either fly out or we would have to cancel the room and blah, 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 it just got way too complicated. So we decided, you know what? It's not meant to be. We'll go to the next one. Right. And he will be at one in the Chicago area, I think, in February or March or something. Mm-hmm. So. so we will get to see him. And, and we were sad not to go, but it just wouldn't have worked out very well. And Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, the next one, we'll just go ahead and buy tickets. We won't buy gold passes or any of that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, if we – I think we should have the tickets as, like, a backup and yes. still try to get press passes. Yeah, because then we could sell our tickets if we wanted. <laughs> yes. I mean, we could just sell them for face value. We don't oh, I know, to I know. I just wasn't even thinking that far ahead, but you're right. Yeah. Yes. Um, so uh, in uh, – the news, somebody did a very nice recap of the weekend, and so we wanted to just briefly tell you what happened since we weren't there. We couldn't right. tell you in person. So um, I'll read the little bit uh, because there's a wonderful quote from Bill in here. Let's see. Uh, William Shatner took to the stage to a thunderous standing ovation, looking vital and handsome. When does he not look vital and handsome? In a crisp blue collared shirt and sports jacket, Bill started by talking about his new prog rock CD. Just of out on Clearwater Records. Yeah. Um, the album is an ambitious exploration for Shatner and features a renowned team of music artists. Bill also revealed plans to offer his recent one-man performance as a TV or film broadcast. So that's interesting. He talked about the travails of working on Broadway, where decades ago he appeared in The World of Susie Wong. Asked if he is still a Montreal Canadiens fan, he grew up in Montreal, Shatner went into a rant in French, which is not given or translated here, unfortunately. Oh, darn. Although he favors skiing, I can't imagine Bill skiing, he managed to root for both the U.S. and Canadian hockey teams in the last Olympics. Asked about the notorious Gorn by a young fan, Bill claims it was an urban legend that the actor who played the Gorn um, was the actor who played the monster on the wing in the Twilight Zone episode Nightmare <laughs> 20,000 Feet. And, yeah, not true. Asked how, as for how he defeated the super-powered Gorn, he simply replied, I'm Captain Kirk! <laughs> I just love that. I'm the goddamn captain. I, I do love that. Yes. But I have a comment about the skiing. Yeah. Um, 
maybe you don't remember, or maybe I'm uh, it, it's something only I know, but I remember hearing uh, his daughter talk about when they were little girls. You know, he would take them skiing, and because he's Bill, apparently he didn't take them to the bunny hill. <laughs> He'd put them on top of the mountain, he'd ski down, and he'd be down there going, come on, come on. And they're going, but we're scared. (laughs) I'm sure his wife thought that was like the best thing ever. Yes. (laughs) Putting them out there, yeah. Yeah, throw them in the deep end of the pool, they'll swim, you know. They'll swim, they'll swim, no problem, they can definitely do it. Okay, um, so let's see, one more sentence here. Okay. Um, On social media, he has been busy working on documentaries and studying, studying fan social connectivity and calls it an almost ritual celebration of our sci-fi mythology. Once again, fans were not disappointed by Mr. Shatner, as evidenced by the huge applause as he left the stage. Autographs followed. So I am quite sure that that's the reason that it sold out, was that Bill was there. Oh, yeah. You know, I I don't think... Because judging by the attendance the last time we were there, which was okay, it wasn't Mm -hmm. great. You know, if they hadn't had Bill there, I don't think it would have sold out. No, no. So there you go. Yeah. Um, Now, I wanted to quickly mention one more thing. Which is, um, I saw an article, and I don't even know where I got the the link for this, but it's called, I Have a Crush on William Shatner. Oh, I sent you that link. Oh, you sent it to me? Okay. Or or else I saw it. But anyway, Uh, go ahead. I I remember it. So it's um, a little blog by a woman named um, Jerry, and she has a blog called Fab Over 50. Um, which is about women who have um, found their second careers after they've turned 50 and decided that they didn't want to do like their regular jobs anymore, Mm -hmm. which kind of sounds like some people I know. So um, she says uh, she got a call from a woman named Vanessa asking if I'd be willing to come to California to be interviewed, interviewed by Bill for a book he was doing called Hire Yourself, which is coming out in spring of 2014. So apparently Bill is gathering information for this new book. Um, It's an inspirational book for people over 55 who are out of work or want to leave their jobs to launch their own businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, Bill himself launched a second career when he was even older than this woman Jerry is now. Um, And so she says that he was awesome. He interviewed her and some other people. um, And she says, Bill appears taller than his 5 foot 10 inches, maybe because he's got such a big personality. Um, I don't think Bill is 5'10 right now. No, I Um, think he's more like 5'8". Yeah. Um, She says, he's just plain smart and passionate. I discovered during our hour-long conversation, which covered subjects such as what makes entrepreneurs successful as well as my personal career path. A sharp interviewer, Bill came well prepared since he knew a lot about me. He also seems pretty insightful about human nature, a trait I don't usually attribute to celebrities. And he's got a keen sense of humor. He asked her, did you have to do anything special with your boss to get ahead in the 80s? <laughs> nice one, Bill. <laughs> um, and then she says, uh, the hour flew by and I could have gone on for far longer, but the video crew and editor were anxious to move on to the next interview. As we walked out of the room, I told Bill, too bad you're married, and um, happily, apparently, to his fourth wife. Otherwise, I would have asked you to marry me. Um, I'd have taken you up on that, Bill joked. <laughs> I'm sure he said that. And I'm sure he, he gave her that look when he oh, said it. Oh, yes. Back yes. So anyway, so Bill, always busy. Uh, like, this is the first thing that I heard about this particular project that he has yeah. going on. Like, what an interesting thing to do. You mm-hmm. know, just like, 
I think I'll do a book about people who are launching their second careers. Yes. Go find me some people to interview. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go find me some people who are doing that. <laughs> it must be really nice to be rich enough and powerful enough that you can pursue every whim. Yeah. Just, this is a good idea. I think we should do it. Okay. Yep. Yep. Let's, let's get on with it. All right. Now, so that was what happened with the con. Now, you were going to talk about something else. Yes. Um, this was on the William Shatner board. Mm-hmm. John Tenuto, who um, you may recall, is very involved with the Star Trek uh, world. He and his wife have written many books about Star Trek, and, and he's the one who has is writing up the stuff about the background of Wrath of Khan and everything. Well, he posted something saying, my dream has come true. There is a Star Trek store in the mall in Schaumburg, which is here in Illinois. And I was like, oh, my God. And he posted a link to uh, to Google where it was announced. Well, luckily, I went and looked at the link because when I went and looked for it later, it had been taken down because technically that's like advertising. Advertising, yeah. Yes. But also luckily, uh, this past week, I was dog sitting out in the suburbs. So I had the use of a car. And uh, I'm kind of ashamed to say how many times I got lost before I figured out, hey, you know, if I uh, use the Google Maps on my phone, it'll tell me, you know, turn right, turn left. And and then my life was much better. But so I went out to the mall in Schaumburg. Uh And I did some Christmas shopping. Uh And then I, you know, started looking for the Star Trek store. Well, it's one of those pop-up kiosks. Oh, okay. And it's right in the middle of the mall, right next to Santa. (laughs) So you really can't miss it. And there were two women working there, and I I had quite a a fun chat with the one. And and I took some pictures, so I will send them to you so you can post them with the show. Oh, good. But, um... She said to me, are you a Trekkie? And I went, oh, yeah, you know. And so we got to talking, and uh, and I said, well, you know, my, my best friend is also a, a Trekkie, and we give each other a lot of Star Trek gifts. She's like, oh, well, what do you have? You know, so I was telling her all the cool things you've sent me. She goes, oh, wonderful. That's great. And um, so I was shopping. So, so they had a lot of stuff on display there that you could not really buy but that you could order. Oh. Like they had three bottles of the Star Trek wine. But, you know, they couldn't sell it. And, um, <clears throat> but they did have things you could buy. But here is the very interesting thing to me. You know, it's just one of those, those kiosks. I mean, it's not like it's going to take you a long time to look at all their merchandise. I would say 90%, if not more, was TOS. Hmm. Uh, a little bit of TNG, you know, I don't know, you know, they had models of the various enterprises. And so, you know, those could have been anything. But nothing from Voyager, nothing from Deep Space Nine, and nothing from Abrams Trek. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's what sells. They're going to yep. put and in the, there. And the what, big thing, you know, on the top of the kiosk that, like, announces what they are and everything, it's a big blow-up of, you know, Kirk and Spock. And um, I have to tell you something they had that absolutely shocked me. Yeah? They had the Kirk salt and pepper shaker. <laughs> but, wait, wait, there's more. It was big. How big? Like... 
well, you know, he's sitting down, right? Uh-huh. So the sitting down version, I swear, was six inches or more. <laughs> and it's it does not look as nice. Uh, and the, are, the, the the workmanship, you know, um, yeah, it just does not look as, as cool as when you got me. And I told him, oh, I have this, but it's little, you know, and that's why I got to talking about all the gifts you have given me. And then I said to her, who owns this? Because I was thinking maybe it was the Tenudos. Uh-huh. And she said, oh, no, no, no. Um, and she said, I can't think of the company name. So, you know, I don't know if it's StarTrek.com. Or what? But if it was one of those, I would think there would have been announcements somewhere. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> I told her the name of our podcast, and she oh, wrote cool. it down. She says, oh, good, because I'm going to tell the CEO the next time he comes by. And she said he was that he was um, going to New York quite soon and that they want him or that somebody there is talking to him about opening one at JFK Airport. Oh, wow. That's a great place. That would be a great place to do it. Absolutely. Well, yes. And they're going to... Now, for those of you who are in Illinois, in the Schaumburg area, she told me that they will only be there until the end of January. And um, I did buy presents for you. And I can't decide if one is cool and one is dorky, or if they're both cool or they're both dorky. (laughs) That's always the problem, always. <laughs> Isn't it? So you will get to decide. Okay. But um, it was really fun. It was fun chatting to her. You know, she was very impressed that I had all this stuff, you know, and, and uh, you know, they had, um, you know, they had the games and, and things and, of course, models and T-shirts and... Uh, well, I can't tell you all of it because then I would give away what I got for you. Okay. But, like, you could order, you know, the uh, the... The cardboard stand-ups, I told her, you know, that you had gotten me the Kirk one and, and that he's sat out on my balcony and everything and and <laughs> lived under my bed. <laughs> so it was really fun and it was very exciting. That's so cool. I'm very, very jealous. But I have a question now about sure. the, the giant size salt and pepper shaker. If it's that big, are you still supposed to use it as a salt and pepper shaker set? Well, that's what she said. How much salt would you have to put in it? I don't know, but, you know, maybe I, I, it couldn't be, a, you know, a salt or pepper grinder where you, like, grind Kirk's head or something. But <laughs> I don't know. I think the one you got me, which I adore, um, could be a lo- could be wonderful as a salt and pepper shaker. I'm just using it as display because it's too nice to use. But mm. that one, I think, is really meant to be display. Huh. That's that's really weird. I can't imagine it being any bigger than it is. And oh, yeah, I, I, just, I know. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, if it was like a little bigger, maybe twice the size. You know, that might make sense. This thing is big. I mean, Kirk, if he was standing up, would be, you know, bigger than the Mego dolls. <laughs> Wow, that's great. Well, I'm I really want to see the pictures. I, I really, yes, really, really, I, really I, want I to will, see the I pictures. will send those um, because I have them. And, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was just, just a very cool thing. And I was so glad I found, you know, 
good stuff for you that I know you haven't seen before, Yay, or, or so I, I believe you have not seen before. And they had, you know, the Star Trek socks and, mm-hmm. you know, just a, a lot of stuff. But, you know, you know what the size of those kiosks mm-hmm. are. You can't obviously have an entire Star Trek shopping mall or something. But I thought, this is great. And, you know, really, especially to put it out at Christmas, oh, which yeah. is, you know, during the rest of the year, I think people don't buy sort of these, like, silly gifts. Or, you know, oh, what do I get somebody? Oh, he's into Star Trek. You know, it's a great time to put that out there. That is great. I, I'm So that's the only one that you know of, right? That I know of, yeah. Okay. Uh, but as, as she said, you know, they, they might, or the guy is talking about the possibility of putting in one of the New York airports. And I thought, this would be a great thing to put in every airport. Absolutely. I mean, if they had one... You know, in San Francisco, there's a giant mall now, right, in downtown, right. and they have kiosks in there. That'd be a fantastic place because San Francisco is full of geeks. They would sell things <laughs> that stuff. Well, it's true. It is true. So I had a lot of fun. Oh, that's and, so awesome. And um, I, uh, I was just so pleased, and I have not seen anything about it, like on Star Trek. Uh, com or any of those things. It was only because of... Uh, John Tenuto putting this on the, the mm-hmm. William Shatner Facebook. That's great. Wow. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, good for you. You did a great job, like, being the detective and then following <laughs> it up with a, a field trip. So, <laughs> yeah, it was Kudos. a lot of work. Well, I tell you, it would have been much, much harder if I hadn't had the car. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, you know, because I had the car, I, and actually, you know, it's been now three years I've been in Chicago. And although I've driven during that time, I haven't, you know, had a car for a long period of time. It was actually kind of fun, you know, driving around. And mm-hmm. and uh, I was able to get a lot of stuff done that's, like, a little easier with a car. Yep. So I, I really took advantage of all of that. But now, now Jack and I are back home. <laughs> that is great. Well, hooray. Good good mission accomplished. I'm giving you, you a, a big um, Captain Kirk mission accomplished. Good job. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's good. Now, I want to follow up on something that we discussed in the last episode yes. uh, or, or so. So, um, as listeners will remember, we played the horrible Obsessed with Star Trek game. <laughs> yes. To, to everybody's delight because we were so bad and it was just highly amusing to hear us getting things wrong and not being able to work the game and everything. <laughs> we are. So, as I was editing that episode, I was listening to it. You had jokingly said, well, this is going up on Free Cycle," which made me laugh. And um, then I went and I looked it up on Amazon because I just wanted to see if, you know, there were people there who had maybe commented on it. And the very first thing I noticed that there are 131 used and new copies available from <laughs> one cent. No, no. <laughs> So really, if any of you listeners want to get one, you can get it for a penny, penny. on Amazon <laughs> with probably, you know, $3 shipping or something, but it's available for a penny. Um, but um, this was the best review, and this is a great review that almost borders on this is a disaster, but it's, <laughs> it's really, really good. So I want to read okay. it in its yes. entirety. Yes, please and, do. And, and the title of it is incorrect answers with an exclamation point and it's by a guy named matthew atanian so thank you matthew for writing this review yes he says 
Oh, this was posted in January of 2013. So he says, I received this book for Christmas. I'd looked at it a few times in stores, thought it had the potential to be kind of interesting, but never felt a great need to pick it up. Mainly because, personally, I never cared for Voyager or Enterprise, and this book is rather inclusive in that it contains questions related to all of the treks. Objectively, a plus, but for me, that meant that there were questions I would never know. But hey, I got it for Christmas. Free stuff is good. That's right. Just now, I finally started playing with it. I started with question one, and I thought I'd work my way through. I was doing pretty good, and then I got to question 46. Oh, that's an easy one. I select the correct answer, and then here, for the first time, the buzz telling me I am wrong. (laughs) What? I can't be. Did I hit the wrong button? I select question 46 again, and again, press the button for the correct answer. Again, I toss aside the book in frustration. (laughs) What is this now? I am positive that my answer is correct. I can't be wrong. Can I? (laughs) To the internet I go, and a quick search later, I discover a forum somewhere where people (laughs) are indeed complaining about this very issue. Someone is wrong on the internet. There is a long list of questions they say have the correct, incorrect answers provided, and the very first one on their list is indeed number 46. <laughs> oh, bravo to him for being so positive that he goes and checks. Isn't this great? I love yes. it. Yes. I love geeks. Yep. In all, they estimate approximately 3% of the questions in this book have incorrect answers provided. 3% may not seem like a lot, but out of 2,500 questions, that would make for 75 wrong ones. Thank you, Mr. Spock. On top of that, there was also provided a list of questions with misleading wording or where more than one of the answers provided could technically be correct. We ran into a couple of those. We did. Go ahead. Um, not quite as heinous as flat-out wrong answers, but potentially still quite annoying. A book whose entire purpose was to provide an interactive trivia experience, it should seem a no-brainer to me that the publisher should have tested it out first and made sure that there were no errors in the answers. If one or two had slipped through well, I suppose I still would have been frustrated in the immediate aftermath, but could have gotten over it. But to discover that there are approximately 75 such problems, very disappointed. Based on that, I cannot recommend this book. (laughs) Well, you know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to click, was this review helpful to you? (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) I'm surprised, though, because he obviously did better than we did, because he did not mention all the problems of getting to the the next question and having to hit things twice and uh, all the other things you and I ran into, but that is pretty funny. That's a great review. Well, obviously, he wasn't playing it late at night with his best friend drinking, you know. Oh, like you think we would have done so much better if it was early in the day and, you know, we were drinking milk. (laughs) Well, that is true, but... um... Anyway, I just loved his review so much. It, yes. I, it totally encapsulated everything I was thinking. And he went and did the research for us, so we didn't have to go looking for the fact that the answers were actually wrong. And, and he did the math. He did the math. Or somebody did the math. <laughs> I love it. I love the fact that there was a forum and people were discussing this. 
And they came up with a list of all the wrong questions out of 2,500 questions. They compiled a list of all the wrong ones. Awesome. I bet if we went and did research, well, this will take us into our next topic. We could actually find out if all the the math crap that Bill was making up (laughs) is true and uh, send a dolphin into space. You know, doing a a, a Kickstarter to raise the money to send a dolphin into space. A dolphin into space, yes, yes, definitely. Yes. So, so why don't we talk about that? We, let's talk about that. Um, so this is uh, this was prompted, I think, by a link that was sent to me originally by um, our man in New Zealand, and he got it from a, a think geek. No, it was an io9 article. That's it. Oh, okay, okay. That's where he saw it, and the title of the article was "That One Time William Shatner Tried to Take a Dolphin into Space," <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and so this somebody wrote a little review about an episode of the Six Million Dollar Man that Bill had appeared on, and played an astronaut who wanted to take dolphins into space. Um, the name of that episode is called Burning Bright, and it was made in 1974. And Shatner played uh, Josh Lang, who goes into space, and something happens to him, and his brain gets zapped, and he comes back, and now he's like super smart, and he's got, uh, you know mental energy where he can talk to dolphins and he can make people not dial phones and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, it just like, he can see the origins of the universe and starts spouting all this mathematical stuff. Um, so the, the reason why it's worth watching if you want to watch it at all is because there's some very nice moments of Shatner overacting. There's a Shatner swallow, although it's not one of the classic ones. It's kind of a more Uh, low uh, key. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's but, also uh, some fist acting and there's some pointing. Fishing. There's some pointing. Not a lot of pointing, but the fist no. shaking is pretty good. I like that. Yes. Well, and it's interesting, too. You know, at the, the beginning, you know, you obviously something has happened to the guy, but he, he's pretty upbeat about everything. And you just see this gradual breakdown. Mm-hmm. You know, Bill does good with that. But then at the end, you know, I, I said we are going to see some... Uh, I'm losing my ship level acting, which we did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Bill cracking up, you know, mentally playing that is, is always always something to see. Yeah. Um, there wasn't a lot of violence. Like, we were really disappointed that there were no gratuitous shoulder rolls. Right. Um, he didn't get into a fist fight with anybody. He didn't even do that much running, really. Um, although there was a scene where he and Steve Austin are jogging, and Bill's wearing a powder blue tracksuit with velour. Black, <laughs> yeah, with black sneakers, a velour tracksuit with black sneakers. And he also had a terrible toupee. Oh, oh my, my God. God. It was really, really, really bad. Do you know what it looked like it was made out of? Nylon. Yeah, but specifically. When you have that that little brush that you use to brush butter on a turkey and stuff, those bristles of nylon. Yes. That's what this looked like. Yep. Yep. I completely agree. It was very bad. Very bad. Um, But fortunately, we noticed that there were quite a few times when they did really tight close-ups on his face Mm -hmm. um, when when he was using his psychic powers to show how he was communicating. And they framed it so you couldn't see the top of his head. And that was good because then you didn't have to see his toupee. Right, and his eyes were were so beautiful. Yeah, and um, so I was really enjoying those close-ups. But I tell you that toupee, in I think it was like maybe the second or third scene, they were sort of shooting from overhead. Oh, bad! So it bad. was so awful. I had to put my hand up and cover part of the screen because I couldn't. 
I couldn't look at it. It was really bad. Um, there were two things that we noticed that were really amusing. Um, one was that at one point, um, NASA puts out an APB on him, apparently, because he's gone missing from the, the hospital. Mm-hmm. And they say um, that he's 5'11", interesting, mm-hmm. um, but also that he has blue eyes. I know. And then they do these <laughs> close-ups of him where it's, you know, obviously he has hazel, or you could mistake them for brown because hazel eyes, you know, appear different colors depending on the clothes you're wearing and the lighting yeah, and yeah. stuff. But it was like, yeah. But, you know, getting back to the no violence... This was 1975. Mm-hmm. Now, wasn't that the period where they had this thing about the family hour? And, like, the, oh. the first hour in the evening had to be no violent, you know, no yeah. the programming. And remember we watched episodes of, uh, I don't know, was it Barbary Coast or something, where they talked a lot about fighting but never did any? Yeah, that is true. I had completely forgotten about that, and you may well be right, and that's why there is no violence in this. Mm-hmm. There's psychic violence. He kills yeah. somebody with his brain. But it's not messy. It's like the guy's, right. there's no blood leaking out of his nose or his ears or anything like I that. I know, he nothing just, fun like that. Yeah. He just sort of falls over. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I found vastly amusing is that at one point, um, after he's got it in his head that he's going to take a dolphin into space, mm-hmm. um, he's... It, um, Bill is in the office with the guy who's like, I don't know, the chairman of NASA or whoever the guy is. I don't even know. <laughs> and the guy is like, Josh, you know, you have to stop this. We have to just stop it right now. You know, you, you can't continue like this any longer. We really have to get you to calm down and send you to the hospital to be treated. And Bill just looks at him and goes, Steve and I are going to take a dolphin into space and there's nothing you can do to stop us. <laughs> Like, really? You're going to steal a car? <laughs> you know? <laughs> We're going to elope, the three of us. There's nothing you can do to stop I us. know. <laughs> well, to explain to people the whole thing about the dolphins is... <laughs> oh, yeah. We probably should say why. <laughs> okay, so Bill up in space was in this electrical field that superpowered his brain. Well, he can understand what... Either dolphins are thinking or dolphins are saying. It was never quite made clear. Mm-hmm. But um, if they could get, the, the, he says, this means the dolphins are on the same wavelength as that electrical field. And if we could take them up there, put them in the field, no, but it's amazing what we could learn from them. And then when he's up on top of the um, electrical tower with Steve Austin, um, apparently the dolphins told him he was right or somebody told me he was right about he had this idea about the sun being the origin of the universe and he just starts going yes it's eight to the tenth power (laughs) cosigned two and just totally overacting math which i don't think many people have done (laughs) not not that convincingly anyway (laughs) no and he just goes on and on i'm going there is no way bill memorized that I mean, he looked at it, he said, it's numbers and letters and words like cosine. Okay, I got it. <laughs> but, but, you know, apparently if they had, if he and Steve had taken the dolphins up into space, mm-hmm. or a dolphin, they could have learned anything. Anything. Yeah, absolutely. And, oh, and by the way, the dolphins were speaking to him in mathematics, mathematical right. code. That's right. what he heard. And every time that happened, there was sort of this, like, electronic chatter sort of sound being played mm-hmm. on the soundtrack like he was receiving telegraph signals or something i'm not quite sure 
Yes. But the best part was at the end, you know, Bill's dead, and Steve Austin's talking to the, the head of NASA guy. And basically, they're, they're saying, um, we're not going to change anything, and everything will go on exactly as before. So let's make sure that none of us have learned anything from this. <laughs> Like, really? Let's just forget it. Just let's pretend it never happened. And you know what the other thing is? I know this doesn't happen in real life. (laughs) But on television, being an astronaut is really fucked up. (laughs) Because, okay, Steve Austin was an astronaut. You know, Mm -hmm. he ended up being bionic. Bill ended up talking to dolphins. Mm -hmm. Um, Larry Hagman found a genie. Right? These are all hazards of taking on the job of astronaut, apparently. Right. And when Bill was an astronaut in um, whatever it was that was cold hands, warm heart. Right, right. Outer limits. Yes, he got all, you know, goofed up with that. And um, so I don't know, you know. It's just, these are the things that happen. You know, these are the things actually that NASA hides from us. (laughs) These... These things happen all the time in real the, life. The space dolphin conspiracy? Space dolphin conspiracies, turning into aliens, all that stuff. It goes on all the time, and we just don't hear about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because they can't share that kind of information. Um, our friend Maynard probably knows all about this because he's very into conspiracy theories and that stuff. Is so. That is so true. That is very true. Maybe he can confirm. So, Maynard, if you're listening to this particular episode, please confirm or deny the space dolphin um, thing, you know, whether that's a program that's in existence. Because I'd like to know that. Yes. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Should we take a little break? Let's take a little break and then we'll come back. Oh, there's just so much more stuff to talk about. Oh, I know. I know. As always. All right. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five year mission to explore strange new worlds to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Talk to us, listeners. We love hearing from you. Send email to lookathisbutt at gmail.com, leave comments at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com, and don't forget our Facebook page, this podcast produced on a MacBook Pro with GarageBand. Let's go. Take it away. Okay. We got an email from Mark Scoop Thomas. We love those emails. And we love them because he does his homework. Yeah. Um, it says, hi, LT and JK. We had asked, what, sh- what should they do with the new Trek series if it comes back to TV? And here's what Mark has to say. I'd like a new Trek series to star and perhaps exclusively feature Mr. Shatner and Nimoy as Starfleet retirees. <laughs> I see an elderly Kirk and Spock exploring Kuiper-type belts throughout the Milky Way with snow chains on their warp nacelles and an undercurrent of will-they-won't-they tension. If not an odd couple-style sitcom, the show could be an hour of brooding, soapy drama, something like a Wallace Stegner novel. (laughs) I spent far too much time on the illustration. (laughs) See attached. <laughs> yeah. I like the way he says it's an illustration for the pitch. Like he's pitching yeah. this to the networks now. <laughs> That's it's great. great. So um, let's see. 
Oh, now I can't get the picture. Oh, the picture's great. I'm okay, looking at I'll it bring right it up now. and you bring it up too. It's so funny. It well, the first thing that I noticed about it, of course, is that they're ice fishing. Yes. Which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, they're ice fishing and they're wearing their Starfleet uniforms, but they have their their now faces. There's old, 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 wrinkly, very wrinkly <laughs> Spock. And yes, there's okay, Bill. Now I've got it. Yeah. <laughs> Bill just kind of being Bill, and he's pulling out um, a, a fish with teeth and arms, and it's holding a phaser <laughs> out of the hole in the ice. And they have got cans of beer and food, and it's all very true to the whole ice fishing experience, except for the fish having a phaser. I love that. (laughs) And they've got pie. Did you see? They have pie. I love it. Well, you know, I mean, people outfit those ice fishing houses like they're real houses. Mm -hmm. They, They bring in generators. They have TV and microwaves and food and, you know, everything. It's great. It's so really of good. Course, of course they have pie. <laughs> and I, I noticed that the, the shuttle in the background has actually flipped over. Yes. Um, and, and there are, in fact, snow chains on the nacelles, but it's sitting upside down in the snow. Right, so, right. Yep, it's great. It's just great. And Bill looks so happy. <laughs> and there's chips and dip. <laughs> there's chips and dip. <laughs> so I like that a lot. And thank you, thank you, Mark. It is a wonderful illustration, especially Spock. Yes. <laughs> it's just, I don't know the expression on his face. It's kind of like, why are we doing this? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like senile Spock. I don't think he it really is. knows it's, where it's he is. It's old, wrinkly, senile Spock. Yep, yes. definitely. Yes. So thank you so much, Mark. Uh, keep up the great homework. And the rest of you, you know, you got to get going. It's great. It's great. Um, let's see. Here's a, a fun, quick thing that we can talk about, which is um, something that was posted on Yahoo, which is William Shatner reads odd questions posted on Yahoo Answers. Um, and this is like a thing that, that Bill does. Remember when he used to be on, um, was it the Conan O'Brien show? And and he would read, um, was it tweets from... Um, Sarah Palin? Sailor, Sarah Palin, yes. It's, yeah, it's, I think that was Jay Leno. I think it was the Oh, it was Leno. Okay. But it might have okay. been Conan. I don't know. But yes, um, it's great. Um, so he just reads really weird questions that are posted to different parts of, you know, <laughs> Yahoo forums. And most of them have nothing to do with him. Um, you know, it's questions like, why isn't 11 pronounced 1T1? <laughs> I believe that was the first question. Yes, yes. Um and the best part comes when they do finally put up a Shatner-related question, which is, um, did William Shatner invent rap? Um, and true to, to him himself, he doesn't claim that he invented rap, mm-hmm. uh, but he does use the occasion to push his album. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's our bill. Oh, gosh. It's so much better. So who knows why he did this? You know, it's just like, Bill... They asked him to do it, and he said, um, okay. Yeah, why not? Can I plug my album? Okay. Yeah, uh, as long as I My get favorite my question, though, and Bill did it such great justice, was how do you become a mermaid? Yes, yes. And it was a long question, and at the end it said, and don't be stupid about it. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the straight shit. <laughs> I want to know. I really want to know. Um it reminded me of um, an, another guy that I follow, and people um, probably know who he is, but he's a guy named Jack Douglas, and he has a series called Your Grammar Sucks. 
Uh-huh. And his whole web series is reading YouTube comments and, and Facebook comments. Oh, God. And, and he picks um, the, the most incomprehensible ones that have the worst type of spelling or grammar errors, and he tries to read them as they are written. Oh. Um, and it's it's hilariously funny. Just I bet really, it, it's, really I bet it's almost like rude person. Stuff. It is. It's exactly like rude person <laughs> stuff. And he has sort of different personas sometimes that he puts in. Like when he he reads the really angry ranty ones, he puts like an Alka Seltzer in his mouth. So then when he's reading it, he starts foaming at the mouth. <laughs> really good so i like that i highly recommend it so yeah go check out um your grammar sucks on mm-hmm. youtube it's definitely worth it yes well now earlier we were talking about christmas shopping yes so i want to point out a couple things uh that i do not want anyone to buy me <laughs> but you might want them one was um uh trek crap for golfers <laughs> yeah this is crap too <laughs> and it is crap and the the funny thing is i don't associate trekkies with not only golf but just about any sport Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know but anyway um it says for trek fans who like to golf a new collection of original series themed products should be of interest like to those two people so you can get um golf balls uniform golf covers and um and a star trek divot tool (laughs) great yeah so um the, the golf balls and the club covers come in Command Gold, Science Blue, and Engineering Red. Uh, the, but what I'm trying to figure out is what, what is the, the thing that looks like the Enterprise? Maybe that's the divot tool. Oh, no? okay. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay, I, yeah. was, I was misreading some stuff. So anyway, you know, that's some real crap. And I don't play golf. Don't get them for me. No, don't get them for me either. I and don't if if you are a golfing trekkie or know of golfing trekkies, tell us about it. Yeah. We would like to know. Yeah. Um, sorry. Now, the other thing, again, I don't want it, but I do think this is cool. And Cuvmo sent us this. You can get a Star Trek transporter room bath mat and shower <laughs> curtain. And... The, the shower curtain, of course, is the background. Mm-hmm. And then the bath mat is round, and it's red, and it's got the circles on it, like you would stand on it to be transported. And I'm just imagining, you know, a, a naked Trekkie, you know, getting ready to take a shower or coming out of it and being beamed to somewhere. Mm-hmm. So um, it's forty nine ninety nine. It's officially licensed. Mm-hmm. It's a Think Geek exclusive. <clears throat> and here, here's the, the description. Apparently, one of the questions Star Trek fans repeatedly ask is, where are the bathrooms on the Enterprise? Sorry, waste extraction units for the Ferengi <laughs> among us. We rarely see them, and you know why? Nobody wants a plot that revolves around a rogue replicator turning waste materials into tea Earl Grey hot. Maybe your significant other won't let you turn the living room into the bridge of the Enterprise, but just one little room won't hurt, right? Transform your bathroom into the transporter room from Star Trek, the original series, with this bath set. We provide the transporter room background on the shower curtain and the platform in the rug. You provide the water to make it look like you're dematerializing. (laughs) And the sound effects. So... Um, I like the fact that in the product specs, it says, the very first bullet says, Star Trek transporter room bath set. Second bullet, makes it look like you're disappearing as part of a landing party. (laughs) 
Yeah. That's 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 false false advertising. Well, maybe the water does, but I like the last one. Parent with the Star Trek electric door job. <laughs> And so beach towels. Yes, but you're in. You're, you're about to get into your Star Trek transporter shower, uh-huh. which will transport you to a place where you're clean, and the doorbell rings. No, don't come in. I'm naked. Um, I also like that in the specs it says includes shower curtain, 12 shower rings, bath mat, bath mat and Heisenberg compensator, although we're <laughs> uncertain about that last component. <laughs> and the, the, uh, the shower rings... Uh, well, I'm going to click to zoom, but they appear to be just standard sort of shower rings, nothing particularly tracky about them. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at the comments underneath to see if anybody says anything. Oh, my God. There's like 100 comments on this. Oh, my God. Do any of Jeez. Say, this is who, a disaster. <laughs> who would have thought that people, and, and um, no, almost all of them are like, hey, I really want this. How oh sad God. is it that I really want this? <laughs> um, I'm looking at down at the bottom, there's Star Trek Tribble Slippers. With sound. Oh, no. No, 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 no. That's... Can you imagine how upsetting that would be to dogs and cats? <laughs> if your sh- If your slippers started going... Oh, God. That's awful. Um, I like one of these comments from a guy named Jaron Summers. He says, they actually work. I go back and forth between New Zealand and Los Angeles often. My wife thinks I'm taking a shower. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh my God, that's so funny! But yeah, everybody who's like saying, "Wow, this is the cheesiest piece of thing," uh, I think I want one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Now, here's the thing: we do want for Christmas. Yes, tell me. Um, we're gonna start a Kickstarter to raise this money. <laughs> we need five thousand dollars to spend the day mm. with William Shatner. The amazing day includes a brown bag wine tasting with William Shatner, the opportunity for you and a guest, your best friend, to be featured in the web series Brown Bag Wine Tasting, which includes, and then it says nothing, follow the production team of this web series for one day of shooting, appear in one episode of this series, which will appear on his website and YouTube. 100% 100% of the proceeds go to Mr. Shatner's charities. All participants must be over 21, must take place in Los Angeles, valid for two people. Flights and accommodations are not included with this experience. Date must be mutually agreed upon and must occur within 12 months of purchase. Cannot be resold, cannot be transferred. Based on availability, take part in a wine tasting and lunch. Ooh, there lunch. will be a photo and autograph opportunity for you and your companion during the production day. Value priceless. I'm going to click order just to see what comes up. Oh, please. Please do. Okay. Please allow up to seven business days for orders to be processed before orders are shipped. Shipped. (laughs) So in the shopping cart, you will have an ultimate holiday present. Spend the day with William Shatner in L.A. Unit price $5,000. Quantity one. Oh, and there's this part for coupon code, promotional code. <laughs> but I think that's just our oh, standard. Is it, could we get like a, a $5,000 off coupon? That would be really helpful. But um, people, you know, I mean, we have been doing this show for five years or more. We have given you so much pleasure. And if each of you would send us $1,000, <laughs> we would have $5,000. That would we, be great. Yes, and we could, we could go 
be the butt girls on wine tasting and you know you all want to see that it would be so awesome it would be so incredibly awesome Mm -hmm. we would would be the best guests on brown bag wine (laughs) tasting we so would (sighs) oh that would be so wonderful i think it's hilarious that this is like a thing that you put in your shopping cart and order from his crappy <laughs> Yahoo website, you know? I, know? I wish there was a thing that told us how many were purchased. Really? Uh, it would be like three, only three left. Order yours now. <laughs> Are there ones you can buy used for a penny? Oh. <laughs> 3,000 new and used. Yes. Oh, yes. That's amazing. Well, good for Bill for raising more money for charity. I wonder, I guess they have to limit it, right? I mean, he's so busy. He doesn't have time to do this. Yeah. Maybe but like- also, you know, Bill is, well, first of all, he likes to do wine, brown bag wine tasting. <laughs> but, you know, if he does a hundred of those, that's too many. But he is very dedicated to his charities. Yeah, that's true. And if somebody's saying, I will pay the 5000 bucks," mm-hmm. Bill, Bill would say, okay, make it happen. Staff, minions, set it up. This is right. Hmm. Oh, and well. then there, then he will do a whole documentary on this person who was wacko enough <laughs> <laughs> to spend $5,000 to, you know, drink wine and have lunch with Bill, which, you know. Well, I'm going to think about that. Yeah, well, if I win the lotto... That's okay. a first. That's a first thing I'm doing is signing us up for that. Um, I'm there. I am yeah. still there. Yeah, That'd be great. We'll fly first class. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Okay. Okay. Speaking of kickstarters, yes, Bill, <laughs> for reasons we don't really understand, but that's fine. Has uh, has buddied up with these guys who are producing a very limited edition watch. Um, they. And Bill are working together to uh, have him design the watch. I guess he's done that part already. And it's, um, let's see, the name of the, the watch has a name. It's called Passages. And the mm. name of the watch company is Agard. So it's Passages, a watch by William Shatner and Agard. And they're doing an Indiegogo to raise money to actually manufacture the watches. So the most interesting thing to me is that they set their goal at $75,000 to make the watches. They have 26 days left in which to raise the money. And so far, they've raised (laughs) $355,000. Which is a lot. That's a hell of a lot of money. And there's still 26 days left, so that figure is going to go even higher. That is amazing. Now, I'm trying to understand this because... Let's see. What does it say? Fixed funding. It says the campaign has reached its goal. Yep. Um, so if you contributed to this, do you get a watch? Is that I, what you're, you're paying for? Or or is, is this so that they can be made and people can then order them? Well, the way it's supposed to work is that you make a contribution and you can get a perk. And they have right. the perks listed down there. So oh, do they? Okay. They do. So you can... Um, you can just have the pleasure of contributing. Um, you can um, pay 50 bucks to reserve a watch um, to say, I don't have the money for this watch now, but I want you to hold one, you know, like when you start making them, then I'm going to come up with it. By the way, the watches go for like $400. Um, they're pretty expensive. So you can buy um, a band. 
you can buy a steel bracelet and then you can actually put in an order for the watch um, and it's $399 and they tell you how many of them there will be so there's going to be a hundred of these watches made and seven of them have been claimed and then they have a different model um, 37 of those have been claimed there's a black one that's even more spiffy and 7 of 50 have been claimed and then they're 22 out of 100 for a different model and then there's a box set which is $550 and that gets you um, some nice accessories with it and 11 out of 50 of those have been claimed already. Wow. So that's pretty amazing that they're doing this and like who these guys are and how they got hooked up with Bill I have absolutely no idea. Really? But it's it's pretty crazy, and they're being really successful. The watches are very interesting looking. I have to say, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But really nobody cool. wears a watch anymore. Yeah. So that's it. You know, nobody is going to buy this to tell time. They're going to buy it as a just a, an accessory, like a fashion accessory. That's the only reason people actually right. wear watches anymore is just to be fashionable. Um, not to actually tell time, but this whole page goes on and on and on about how it was designed, and and they're the kind of watches that. Um, They don't need winding or batteries. I can't remember what they're called. They're like kinetic wind watches. Mm -hmm. So they're just uh, kept in motion by the the movement of your arm kind of swinging back and forth. Um, But they're cool. So there's a little video that you can watch that goes along with it, which really amused me because Bill is trying his hardest to pitch. And he just, he's like talking about things that make absolutely no sense at all. And it just starts out with him going, all things become one eventually, and then it's just off into sort of freeform word association, <laughs> passage of time, passing the watch from father to son or from son to father or gifts to people, passages of the seasons, passing this, passing footballs. You know, it's just like he's just going on and on and on. And the two watch guys are sitting there like, uh-huh, uh-huh, go on, Mr. Shatner, go on. <laughs> um one of the other reasons it costs so much money is that they've used asteroid dust in the watch. <laughs> and you can't just get that at 7-Eleven. No, no. No. That's a special thing, asteroid dust. So there you go. Um, if you have 400 bucks to drop on a watch, you can get one that was designed by William Shatner. Yeah. Hey, okay, now let's think about this. What could be the perk of people contributing to us going to Bill? <laughs> Um, well, we could get them Bill's autograph. No, because then we'd have to pay money. Would we? Bill does not do autographs for free. Not even for a thing like that? No! Remember when we went to Shatner weekend and we got an extra autograph for, um... Uh, uh, oh, I feel so bad. The guy who runs Shatfest, I'm blanking on his oh. name. Will the Thrill? Will the Thrill, yeah. And we got an extra autograph for him, and we had to pay for that. Oh, gosh. So, you know. I mean, we could, yeah. See, we have to come up with something that, you know. An actual perk. An actual perk. I don't know. Well, maybe, oh, they probably wouldn't. I was just thinking, you know, maybe we could film a little bit like on an iPhone video and that would be an exclusive that we could distribute to the people who paid some money, but they probably wouldn't let us film, would they? I'm pretty sure that part of buying this is you have to sign things saying you're not going to record or film or, you know, anything. Or anything, anything, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. We could Okay, promise. listeners, this is very important homework. Yeah. What what would be the perk? 
that we could actually do, like yeah. realistically, that we could do. Yeah. Could we could we steal like his napkin from lunch or something and cut it up into little pieces? I'd do that. I love it. Yes. A stolen souvenir. Like when you stole the shooting schedule. Yeah. Oh. I, I would totally do that. You distract him and I'll steal his napkin. <laughs> I'll be telling him how sexy he is. And he won't notice a thing. I'll just slip it right off the table and into my purse, and it'll be fine. And the person who contributes the most gets the part where he actually wiped his mouth. So they That's have right. William Shatner DNA. DNA, DNA, right there on that napkin. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I can do that. Is that what everybody wants? Please send us your votes. <laughs> Let, us, Let know. us know. I mean, you know, I'm perfectly willing to... Um, you know, hang around at the table afterwards. Oh, I forgot, you know, I got to get this out of my purse or something and steal the silverware. Yeah, sorry. I dropped my keys under the table. I'll be right back. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm what like would what would be the perk? Because if we can come up with good perks, I'll set up a Kickstarter and Indiegogo. And if people have money to throw away on this silly watch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's start with the napkin idea, and people can take it from there if they've okay. got more ideas. Yeah. What, what could we conceivably do? Yeah. Legally, it has to be legal. It I mean, has stealing, to be legal. Yeah. Stealing a napkin is not illegal. There's no mm-hmm. law against that. You know? Right. Right. It's, it, it's just, thing. it would go in the garbage. It so, would just um, go in the garbage. Yep. It wouldn't be the kind of thing where, you know, it wouldn't be like stealing silverware, which would be against the law. Okay. So that. we won't steal silverware. Nope. <laughs> Napkins, yes. Silverware, no. Okay. okay. So, um, yeah, we got to put some thought into this. Okay. That's good. Why shouldn't there be a Kickstarter for something like this for us? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We deserve yeah. it. We yep. so deserve it. Of course. Who deserves it more? All right. Well, listen, there's one more thing we want to mention before okay. we go because we're hitting an hour now. Okay. Um, and that's that um, Bill was on the Craig Ferguson show. Yes. And it was very, very funny because it's just him and Craig sitting there being really, really silly together. Um, I want to make clear, this was from a couple weeks ago. He did the cold opening, and that's what mm-hmm. we're talking about. But just this week, he was just on Craig Ferguson. Oh, really? Yes. And I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, so um, that'll come up in in a later show. But this is the the opening bit, and it's Bill and Craig smoking cigars. Yep. And obviously unscripted. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very unscripted, yes. (laughs) And it's really funny because, uh, you know, Bill is smoking a cigar, and, and Craig has a pipe. Mm-hmm. And Bill brings this up, and Craig's going, well, you know, for legal reasons, we can't promote smoking, but boy, that is a good-smelling cigar. <laughs> and Bill goes, no, I'm not saying people should do it. I'm just saying this is a wonderful cigar, and it tastes great. <laughs> this is Bill's idea of adhering to the legal stuff. Right, right. And and he just happens to have an extra one in his pocket for yes, Craig Ferguson yes, to smoke. Yes. It was good. Um, and I liked, as they were bantering back and forth, um, Bill had uh, he, he they were talking about Spader and uh, Craig was saying that he couldn't have Spader on the show because he's in a big hit TV series now <laughs> and the audience went ooh and they laughed at that and Bill said something like well I like it when they ah well yeah <laughs> which was very sexy oh you know what that would be even better you know what? like how when I told Bill he was sexy uh huh is to be in that same sort of situation where you could get right up to his ear and just get up to his ear and go. Oh. oh, oh, he would like that. He would I like that he a would. lot. I have 
lots of good ideas like that. You do. You have great <laughs> ideas. you got to start writing them down. Write them down. I'm recording them with you. Okay. Well, just, just, you know, we have to keep up with them. Do you think it would totally freak him out if we told him that we had a blog called Dreams of William Shatner? That's too much, right? Well, No. No, you don't think so? He, well, if he went and read it, you know, <laughs> this, it, these women are psycho, and especially the one, and I'm <laughs> pointing at me, because, um, <laughs> you know, I went back and read that once, uh-huh. the whole blog. That's great. And I had forgotten so many of those dreams, and I'm going, this is weird. I know this came out of my brain, and this is disturbing. <laughs> It's good reading, though. People still read that blog. I checked the stats on it, and oh, it does do you? get read. Okay, yeah, gosh. Yeah, people do. People oh, do. All right. Well, then, if I have a William Shatner dream again soon, I'll put it up. I haven't been yeah, keeping that up. I, yeah. I haven't dreamt about Bill in the longest time. I think I did have a dream about him sometime in the past couple of months, but it was mm-hmm. one of those very fleeting and fragmentary dreams, and he yeah. didn't play a big part in it, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh. Well, I think this has been a dynamite show. Oh, it has. It's been wonderful. We covered so much. We reviewed something. I'm going to send you the pictures of the the Star Trek kiosk. Great. And I really, really want to encourage people who are, you know, within reasonable distance of Schaumburg to hop in their their little mobiles and, and get out there and, you know, buy a little something. Support this stuff. Let's keep it going. Yeah, absolutely. I wish it would come here. I'd love to go there. Oh, yeah, I wish we could have gone together. We would have had so much fun. It would agree. Well, you know, if it turns out to be successful, maybe we will have the opportunity at some point. That's right. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. Well, let's just wrap it up for now. Um, all you guys out there, keep on sending us your homework for sure. Send us your comments, your questions. We love you so much. We want to yes. thank you from the bottom of our hearts in this yes. Thanksgiving season for listening to us. <laughs> and this this may well be our, our Christmas show. Um, That's that, true. That Things you're listening to. Busy. But, um, <laughs> you know, we ha- I have to get your stuff, you know, wrapped up and, and sent off to you. So sometime after Christmas, we'll do the presents. Yeah, the presents um, will be good. But, uh, yeah, so happy holidays to all our listeners. And really, what would be the perk or perks we could yeah. offer as part of our Kickstarter to get us kickstarted over to L.A. and, and uh, having lunch and a day with Bill? Yeah, think about it. Let us know. We want to okay. know because you, you guys are clever. You have good ideas. And we oh, yes. Cap- we want to capitalize on them. That's right. <laughs> all right. So until next time, bye. Bye, everybody, and thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Ah.